0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a culture and conversation podcast where you can detox from the world around you and get a window into how other people live their lives. Come detox with Detox. I'm your host, Josiah, and whoa, is it Halloween? Yes, that's right. We are releasing on Halloween, and I have a very special spooky episode for you. My good friend and former guest, Rebecca Kennedy, is on the show to talk about her latest movie, Two Witches, which you can win a free copy of the Blu-ray in the Detox Podcast giveaway. So Two Witches is about uh, two witches who interact with some normal people and mayhem ensues. I don't really know what else to tell you other than it's a very creepy and good film. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And Rebecca and I get into a lot of discussions about the film. And I really just want you to like dive right in because it is Halloween. We got lots of stuff going on before we even do that. I do want to let you know that today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Empire Toys. Nostalgia is something everyone loves, and Empire Toys in Keller, Texas is on Nostalgia Overload. With toys and action figures from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and today, Empire Toys is a one-stop shop for a trip down memory lane, and a chance to reclaim what was once yours, but likely sold at a garage sale. Check out Empire Toys on Facebook, Instagram, or at TheEmpireToys.com. Now, without further ado, my special Halloween episode with Rebecca Kennedy is right up after this. Welcome back to the Detox Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Shaw, and it is Halloween. It is Halloween. It is Halloween. Halloween. Yes, it's the official Halloween episode, and I am here with dear friend and horror icon now, Rebecca (laughs) Kennedy. Rebecca, how are you doing today?
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. How are you? Uh,
0: I can't believe
1: it's Halloween.
0: I know. Well, I I got to tell you, I'm... I'm doing a little bit better now. Um, I've had a little bit of rest. I've had a little bit of sleep. I've recognized that though two witches seemed very real, and we're going to dive into that in a moment, uh, (laughs) it is not actual real life or at least my reality, so I was able to sleep a little bit better uh, perhaps there was some haunting of dreams, but you know I'm I'm a little bit better rested. We are actually recording a peek behind the curtain, as it were, uh, a little later in the evening. So for me, it is uh, around the witching hour. So I felt Ooh. it only appropriate uh, to it's record. Only appropriate.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Um well,
0: I- Yeah. So I'm excited to dive into to Two Witches and to talk to you in depth about it without giving anything away. Uh, but I do want to... It's do, hard. It's I know, hard. I know. But I've got I've got some questions, so I'm excited for that. But before we do that, I do like to, for those that are new to the show, uh, I like to invite listeners to, quote unquote, detox from the world around them for 45 minutes, 50 minutes, however long the episode is, and get a window into how other people live their lives. So Rebecca, I do want to ask you, what are you currently detoxing from?
1: Oh life. <laughs> <laughs> um I feel like right now I've I've um I mean I can't really complain. It's it's um I've been I've been really blessed and lucky with a lot of incredible things going on right now. But I have felt like a little bit overwhelmed sure. to be honest. Um today I definitely called my husband um and I had a little bit of a breakdown. Yep. But we're good. Yep. We're good. So I am going to Hawaii tomorrow <laughs> on vacation and I am going to uh, relax and hopefully be able to detox from just some stress and uh some just be able to relax and enjoy this time because it's really exciting to have a movie out and all these other things going on yes but also just a little bit um stressful because right. you want you want it to go well you want people to see it you want to do all these interviews so that is, I don't know if that answers your question, No, but that's it, what I feel like.
0: It does. I feel like, um, so this year uh, was the first year that my two kids uh, were able to go to school in person. So obviously with, with the pandemic, the last couple of years, they've been uh, limited to virtual school. <clears throat> and so uh, they both got to go in person this year for the first time. And there's just something where I thought I knew what busy was. Um, I did not. I mean, there's the whole like... <laughs> you know, getting everybody ready five days a week, plus any extracurriculars, which we're not doing a lot, but any extracurriculars adds on the nights and then forget about work and forget about this, forget about everything else. Like it's, it's a lot. And I think it can feel to your point, very overwhelming, may have been a few meltdowns and, and, and momentary pauses here and there. And, and yet we learn to, to roll with it, to get a new routine, to understand where we can ebb and flow and it, it all works yeah. out. So I, I completely, I get the life as a big bucket needing to detox yes. from.
1: Yes. Um, I, and I feel like I shouldn't complain cause it's all good stuff. It just sometimes, you know, like you said, just, you got to figure out, figure it out, you know, right. And adjust. Yep.
0: Exactly. So let's talk about two witches. So this is, One of the things that um, I don't know if listeners know too much about this, uh, about me, and I know you do, Rebecca, but so I love, I love Halloween and I love spooky tales. I love spooky stories. I love all kinds of stuff, but, and yet there is still a bit of a limit as to what I enjoy watching and consuming. And, (laughs) and I was a little nervous heading into Two Witches. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through it. I put the like monkey uh, covering their face emoji. And I have to say, I'm so glad I watched it because the story was incredible. It kept me on the edge of my seat the whole time. And so we, this will be a spoiler free discussion. And so I absolutely try our our best.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is hard. It's hard.
0: I want to know, first of all, one of the things that I was interested in is how did you, how did you get the part of Masha into witches? What was that process like for you initially?
1: Well, thank you so much. First of all, I'm so glad you enjoyed it and that you stuck with it. Yes. I know, you know, I really appreciate it when people, when horror isn't their thing or this kind of movie isn't their thing, but they, but they stick through it. Um, so that means a lot. So yep. thank you. Um, so yeah, it was Thanksgiving break of 2019. I was back in Texas for the holiday and Christina Klebe, who's in the movie, who plays Rachel, uh, Masha's roommate, uh, messaged me and she was like, hey, we're doing this film um we need to fill this this part uh kind of last minute are you interested in taking a look so she sent me the script and she sent me um the first part of the film that they had filmed mm. and she sent me i think a short film he had done and i read the script and i looked at the sh- the short and i looked at the the parts they had filmed already and i was like oh this is this is you know brilliant this is fantastic right. i'd love to be a part of this and especially once i read the script and realized what the character was going to be. <laughs> right. I was like, Oh, I'm in. Yeah. Um, I've never played a witch before. I've never played someone this evil. um, You know, so I thought it would be really fun to dive in. And so I said, yes, please send my stuff to the director of Pierre. And he looked at it and we talked and then that was kind of it. I Then I was in and I came back to LA um, and we started shooting um, a few days later. So it was very, very quick, um, you know, didn't have, I didn't really know what I was doing going in, which I think kind of works for Masha because she yeah. also is kind of in this world she doesn't totally get. So that, yeah. that
0: that's a good segue into sort of my next point, which is Masha as a character is, is very interesting. So I think for me, when I was approaching the film, I, in my head, had it as, as, um, very almost like a two parter uh, within within a movie. So obviously, mm-hmm. two witches, so I figured we'll explore one of them and then the other. <clears throat> and when we get to Marsha's focal point, it's interesting to me because you you I, as a viewer, had an inkling of something, but I wasn't sure what. And there is a there's a lot of discovering along the way with Masha in the moment as to where mm-hmm. she's gonna go, what's gonna happen. Um, and how that's going to impact those around her. Um, and so I want to know, as you're approaching a character like Masha, obviously you talked about sort of coming into it um, very quickly and, and filming the pieces uh, at a rapid pace. As, you're, as an actor, as you're approaching a role such as this with, with multiple layers, what are some of the things that you consider in each of the scenes, knowing maybe where the, the ultimate uh, finish line is?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I did as much homework as I could in the little time I had. Right. And, um, you know, no villain sees themselves as the villain, right? Mm-hmm. They're always mm-hmm. the hero of their own story. Yep. So I started there as far as looking at her, because I know as an outside perspective, as Rebecca, I I know that she's not a good person, or at least not right now. Um, right. Whatever Whatever powers she gets, unfortunately, she doesn't use them for good. But as Masha, I can't judge that. I can't. Um, see her as a bad person because because it's hard to play um, when you only have that right so yeah. for me my way into her was like okay I can't really relate to the powers I can't relate to like being a psychopath <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope
0: um, right, right.
1: But, but I can relate to her loneliness to her feeling like no one sees her to feeling like people underestimate her and mm. think that she's weird and she even says i mean she even says mm-hmm. in the film that she knows that she's weird and and lost because people say that about her and i as as a person i i know what that is i feel like most of us can relate to feeling like we're not seen yeah feeling like we can be at a party and people don't really don't really you know don't really um acknowledge you you know you could be in a crowd and and um feel very alone and so i started there with her and that so that way that was all underneath it and then the rest of it on top was just having fun and making my scene partner as uncomfortable as possible um as you know and uh, as being as you know um strange and weird as I could to, yeah. to elicit some kind of reaction, which the, we'll talk about the cast, but they were incredible. Yeah. I felt like with really taking in what I was giving them and yes. reacting in a way that, um, people would react, but also, you know, you're, you're still like trying to be polite, you know, there's yeah. that, that whole thing. Um, so that's a lot of what I thought about in each scene was the underbelly of it. What mm-hmm. is, what is she, really want what does she really need from these people and also um, why is she doing the things that she's doing it may not always be clear to the audience um, exactly because you know she doesn't say it she doesn't explain it but um, I knew and a lot of the a lot of the film explores um, jealousy in both the first chapter and the second chapter I think Um, and wanting a life that you Either no longer have, or feel like you could never have. Right. So, those are some of the things that I, you know, were thinking about going and in, going into this character.
0: I like how you brought up. Uh, you mentioned something a moment ago where you talked about uh, a relatability factor, and that's something that I definitely picked up on uh, throughout Masha's story. Is the this focus of, in a way, I found myself thinking like this is this is sort of like an extreme version. Of somebody who is uh, picked on or overlooked or forgotten about or othered mm-hmm. in a in a variety yes. of ways, and it's it's a it's a good lesson almost that you know uh, I'm gonna sort of um, simplify this a little bit, but I think in in all of us there's a potential to 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 have perhaps uh, uh, have the power to do bad things or evil things mm-hmm. and. And it's our choices and our uh, for both ourselves and for those around us that give us the opportunity to make the better choice in different circumstances. And it's it can yeah. be so easy to to sink down into that place. Now you throw like maybe some powers and some other things <laughs> on top of it. Um, can't really blame Masha in some of those situations. It is what it is. Um right. But yeah, no, that is something that I think. That's what resonates to me. So me as a viewer, speaking as Joe, that's something that really resonates with me in whatever media I'm consuming, in this case a movie, is I want to have characters that are relatable, even if they are pure evil. I need to have some way to relate to, yeah, I get why you're doing that. Okay, don't agree with it. Not my approach, (laughs) but I get it.
1: But, and when people are so desperate, you know, she is so... There is so much desperation to be loved. And I mean, the first, you know, the first line of her chapter is, you know, not, this isn't, I don't feel like it spoils too much, right. but you know, is asking the guy is, she, do you think I'm special? It's like, right. who asks that? Right. You know, it's like to someone that she just met, yeah, like doesn't even know, just met. literally just met. So there's that such, I mean, I can imagine like someone being so desperate that once you get powers yeah. and you can actually do something with them you're like okay now everybody will see me. Right. Like look out. Yeah. Um so that you know, like you said even if it's the wrong approach, you sort of understand like how someone could could fall down that rabbit hole um and you know kind of drown in it.
0: I mean, I was I was getting a few shades of carry a little bit in in some of it, you know. Yeah, and, absolutely. And so that was something that was top of mind for me. It's, but that's what makes co- such compelling characters. And that's something that I think, um, speaking, so speaking as somebody who only d- dips and dabbles in the horror sh- movie genre um, <laughs> from time to time, grew up on the Universal Monsters um, foundation. So that was my sort of uh, gateway into the genre uh, with Bela Lugosi and Boris Karloff and all those greats. Um, that being said, one of the one of the issues that I've historically had whenever I've tried to consume horror as a genre has been the lack of relatable characters or the lack mm. of story. And I, I felt that at times it can be easy to have shock for shock's sake and not necessarily yeah. have something to say. What I found extremely refreshing about Two Witches is, is that there was something to be said, both from... I think from the witch's perspective of needing to be understood, needing to be special, needing to have the life I want, and also from the other character's perspective of perhaps just trying to um, have a baby or wanting to um, have a normal relationship or wanting to have just a, a Boring average, quote unquote, boring average life, and then the struggle to maintain that in the wake of such adversity. It was an interesting contrast to me to have. um, uh, I would say so. I'll take Rachel as an example. I don't think this is also Mm -hmm. a spoiler. She has a sort of objectively a little bit of a boring life, and that good stable job, good stable boyfriend, things are pretty good. And yet Masha is very jealous of this seemingly boring life and it's interesting to see like that, that is something um that's sort of put on a pedestal and must be taken yeah. um because you don't you don't often get that that dynamic. So what was it like? Um so on that note, speaking of Rachel, what was it like acting opposite uh Christina uh, Christina Klebe? Am I saying mm-hmm. that correctly? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um well and to make your point, um I love that you brought that up because I think people can relate to like, most of us have, I would consider most of us having a pretty boring quote unquote life. Like we have a stable job. We have a stable relationship, X, Y, Z, and Oh, it's so boring. Like no one would want my life. I wish I had a different life, but then you have someone that wishes they had that life. Right. Um, which I think is a great thing to remember that when we feel like our life is boring, there's probably somebody out there that wishes they had it. Yeah. Um, But working with Christina was amazing. She's so lovely, so great, so gracious. Um, She, I feel like we were talking about earlier, reacts in such a great way to Mm -hmm. my character and really takes in what Masha gives her and gives me something back to play with. Um, And, you know, sometimes in horror movies, I feel like when you have a strange character, people don't always... react to them in the way that they should they don't react to them as if they're weird right um and I and I thought you know her and like several other characters um did a really wonderful job of playing that line of like I see what you're doing but I'm trying to be polite here but like so the audience isn't like does no one see what she's doing (laughs) right Right. (laughs) like does no one care right um so yeah working with Christina was great I, I had so much fun um you know uh with the lightning scene you know her telling the story and then Especially with the scene um, where I, you know, perhaps do something I shouldn't, take something of hers that doesn't belong to me, and um, the spell, like all of those scenes were really fun um, because she's just like such a great actor to work with. So
0: the I want to I, I want to figure out which direction I want to go. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this question next since we're on the topic of characters. Okay. So I've got some questions about some of the filming aspects, but on the topic of characters. So knowing that they had filmed a little bit of it already, and they almost the chapter one, as it were, and they were coming to you to, to film the Masha aspect. Did you get a chance to work alongside uh, Belle Adams, who played Sarah Johnson? No. Okay. She was fantastic no. in all oh, of she's the scenes. Yeah. So... Yeah. Very
1: yeah, I, I, uh perhaps maybe we'll have some stuff with her in the next we shall see <laughs> but um, I like no it. I didn't get to but um it was so lovely to see her work and um she's so great and the post-credit scene she just like kills it as well yes um, and that's she...
0: a good reminder I don't want to cut yeah. you off but if people are watching and they did not yes. like, just let it play to the end I didn't even know about that until you clued me in that there was post-credits I watched it I'm glad I did it was worth it yeah. yes
1: I feel like nowadays you have to wait because yeah. there you never know
0: <laughs> that's so true <laughs> we've been <I'm> conditioned
1: always, <laughs> at the movies um i always ask brandon my husband to look it up like we look it up is there anything after
0: <laughs> right right i gotta know am i staying for 10 more minutes or not yeah uh-huh. no i know <laughs> well and then even this is so bad um because i think it, it discredits all of the wonderful work that people do uh to film it to write it to sound editing lighting all that good stuff um, but if you watch, uh, Disney plus, uh, it gives you the option to skip the credits and go straight to the post credit scene. I know, um, which we don't, we right. watch the credits. Of course. Because it just feels weird too. and wrong. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I yeah. saw that pop up the other day and I was like, what is that? Anyways, whatever. We're not here to talk about that. So I want to go, um, <laughs> filming location. So where, where were some of the locations that y'all filmed this, this movie in? <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> Pierre's apartment. <laughs> okay the director's apartment uh the mac i don't even know if i'm allowed to say this but like the max's house at one point um we didn't have a lot of money i mean it's a low budget um indie horror little indie horror film that we um you know pierre is so talented and you know he was the dp um he edited it he directed it he um also played a like some of the piano in the score yeah um he's incredible he also did the lights he was our gaffer i mean he's just incredible so we didn't have a lot like we just you know we made this movie like they say for the fans by the fans i mean pierre and max the producer and director are huge horror fans they yeah. love horror so much i mean pierre moved from france to america to make a horror film wow so um <clears throat> there's so much love and care behind it but we didn't have a lot i mean it was it you know which in the in the end, worked great as an actor yeah. because we didn't have a ton of establishing shots. There wasn't um a ton of wides, where a lot of times, sometimes they'll spend too much time in the wide. And then by the time we get to the close-ups, we don't have a lot of time yeah. or in editing, you're like, why would they use the wide? Like right. so as an actor, I got amazing close-ups and amazing medium shots and beautiful stuff that I can use. Um to showcase my work because he um, really just focused on our, our characters and mm-hmm. on our faces and what we were doing and our reactions um, and edited it so beautifully together that um, as an actor, like, it was just uh, really awesome to have that kind of showcase of, of work.
0: Yeah, um, I, yeah. Brought, I brought that up because of the fact that it looked so good. I mean, oh, that, that was one of the reasons, so <laughs> that I wanted, I suspected that some of that was the case and I wanted you to bring that up because I need, I need the audience to know how impressed I was with the quality of the shots and the, like it was clean and crisp and tight and often, um, something that I learned. So I, uh, I, or watch a lot of CW shows. Um, anyway, no shame. <laughs> no, but shame I, no, no shame. No shame. Um, and no shade. No shame and no shade. This yeah, is not no shade. Exactly. It's CW. If you're listening, this is all love. No shade. Um, yeah, absolutely. One of the things I loved is the superhero shows. And they do a lot of tight close-ups uh, historically. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the sets that they work on. They're not particularly large. And so they do a lot of those tight shots to get around some of that framing. Um, and then some of the shows they're doing now, they've started doing a little bit of the wides because they have some more space to play with. Um, but I've no- I have noticed and I started picking up on some of that when I saw a little bit of the behind the scenes from one of those shows. And so I saw a few of those tight shots in this movie and it worked so well specifically because I think we are meant, at least this is how I took it as a viewer. I'm meant to um be put almost in the point of view of Sarah or Rachel yeah. and mm-hmm. and it's extremely jarring to be yeah. in that like point of view i think it would feel safer if it was a wide because it right. would feel like oh there's some physical distance from me and the witches but i feel in the apartment or in the house or in the wherever with the witches and it it was extremely terrifying and I thought it worked very well, so that's something awesome, that yeah. I need people to like understand yeah, how absolutely. well that works. So all credit to Pierre uh, on yes, that because he's so, he's it was so fantastic.
1: Talented. Well, thank you, and and like you said, you if you're not in the close up, you miss so much of what people are doing, mm-hmm. um, and especially these characters because you said they're it's so uncomfortable and so crazy that it's like you don't want to miss anything. Yeah, um, and and you and you get the chance not to because he did um so much of that beautiful um you know we sp- as actors we spend so much time and energy on this work and sometimes it's not seen so right. it was really great to have all of that on the screen
0: absolutely um I want to know um so with how do I want to I don't want ask this I want to say um what has been? Okay, so maybe here's here's something I, I want to ask. I know that the film was was being shown at a couple different festivals or a couple of different mm-hmm. spots. So what has been sort of the general reception and reaction that you've seen to Two Witches after uh, after being present at some of these screenings?
1: Yeah, so I didn't get to go to all the festivals. Um, Pierre and Max they went to pretty much everything. Sure. Um, we had like stages in Spain. They went to Grimfest, which is in England. Um, they went to Salem Horror Fest, like, and I got to go to um, Film Quest, which is in Utah last October. It's where I spent Halloween, which was really fun. Um, that was especially fun because it was a film festival that was pretty much the audience was filled with other filmmakers, and so they loved it. I mean, they they laughed, they like cringed, they made noises, they like they, it was so. Um, rewarding and fulfilling to sit in an audience and watch it with people because you just never know how people are going to react. And, and, you know, obviously now most people are watching it at home alone, right. maybe, or with their family. Um, so it was really, it was a really cool experience to sit in um, a theater and watch it with people that also love the genre, um, especially that festival is a genre festival. So, you know, they were, um, they they loved it, which was great. Or they, pretended like they did no, no they definitely loved it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh it was it was a really great time and um you know it's been it's been great to see the the reaction of people you know not everyone is going to love everything and that's okay so the the people that are loving it and are reaching out um has meant so much and i didn't know how people were going to take masha <laughs> i didn't know if they're gonna be like oh god like get her off the screen i hope yeah. she dies um but the reaction has been really lovely and, and a lot of people are are really, um, loving her. So that's, yeah. that's been uh, really great.
0: Well, I know that I've been hyping it up. If you're a regular listener, of the detox podcast, you know, I've mentioned it in several of the last, uh, Halloween themed episodes as things to check out because it needs to be shared. And if you are a fan of horror and you were listening to this and you haven't checked it out, I don't know what you're doing. Um, well, <laughs> Thank I, you. of course I have to say, um, it was funny for me. So me personally, when you came on screen as Masha, um, I saw you as Masha, and I remember like yelling at the TV one time, like Rebecca, no! What are you doing? <laughs> ah, why? Why? That poor, why? Poor person.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's true. I want. It's true.
0: I want to know. There were so many good special effects in the film that you were a part of, um, or that your character was a part of. What was it like? I'm. I'm wanting to make sure. Um. I don't give anything away. I will say. <laughs> Um, how how do I want to say this? Um, well, let me just make it a bit more broad in general and say, what was it like for you working with the special effects, whether it's sort of the makeup in particular or any other type of, um, witchy effects? How did that process kind of come together for you during the process of filming?
1: So funnily enough, the only prosthetics are the very end. So the rest is me. <laughs> I don't have any other. Um, it's funny because so there's been some reviews that have called it CGI. I had a, a screenshot from the first scene. I sent to some people once I like when we uh, first started filming, I'm like, oh, wow, those prosthetics are incredible. It's me. <laughs> there's no prosthetics. It's
0: like All natural, like, baby. No. <laughs>
1: All natural. Um, That's my face Um, until the very end, obviously, right, um, right. When, when, you know, Yep. When I'm in the coven, like that obviously is, is not me. <laughs> that's prosthetics. But um, so it was, it was just, it was um mostly practical effects. Um, you know, all the way down to like the candle going out with somebody on the side, like with a board, you know, oh, waving awesome. it to go out. I mean, it was all practical, which was great because that's as an actor, much easier besides yeah. the eyes. The eyes were um CGI, sure. the white eyes, because I was very very happy not to have to wear contacts cuz I yeah. hear that it was especially our treacherous. Um so it was it's, it was really fun. Pierre and I worked um together on set with coming up with the different faces, um, what worked, what didn't. Um a lot of it was just in the moment. Um he'd be like, "Okay, here's the face. Let's try something." Um I didn't really practice before because I didn't want it to feel contrived or, um, or practiced. Right. You know, I wanted to feel in the moment and, um, whatever came out, came out, um, in that moment. And he was great about like, okay, let's move your hair. Let's, you know, he's great with the camera so that it looks like, um, some of it is not me or is CGI or is, um, you know, prosthetics, but there it's, it's me.
0: (laughs) No, it's, it's, it's very good. And it's, um, I would say all of it looked very practical, um, and that's also why I brought it up because it was so. It was. Uh, I started to like, um, um, get a little, um, a little bit in my throat remembering one, one or two <laughs> of the of the scenes there, and yet it was. I could tell it felt very practical, and I love yeah. that, especially as um, uh, a child of the stage myself and having to deal with practical effects only. Uh, it was very nice. And for those, I don't know if I've brought this up on the show before, but for, uh, my senior, uh, play that I had to direct in college I chose the woman in black a notorious ghost play that now has been adapted into a a film starring the great Daniel Radcliffe Um, at the time it had not been and I had to do a lot of spooky effects with nothing no budget nada and the most the thing I was most impressed about is there's the baby's room that the ghost was just in and the protagonist runs into it and the rocking mm-hmm. chair has just been rocking and I didn't know how to make that work I tried a bunch of different things you know what ended up working I had a stagehand come in in the pitch dark pull it and then walk off stage and then we brought the lights up and it looked like someone was there the whole time
1: uh-huh.
0: and it was something it's so like, simple but it it's it little creepy. simple
1: stuff that makes it work I yeah it. that's You know, a fan doesn't work. You just, like, move the thing and have the fan spin and film it. You know, it's like there's movie magic, as we say, um, makes a lot of stuff work really well.
0: Yeah. So I would say, so I want to ask you, um, we talked a lot, quite a bit about the, the film and then Masha as a character. Would you say, I would say, how does Masha maybe rank for you in some of the different characters you've played um, maybe from like a favorites perspective, but then also maybe more of a complexity perspective as well.
1: Oh, that's a great! Oh, that's a great question. Um, I'd say she's pretty high up there mm-hmm. as far as characters. Um, because I've never gotten to play someone quite like her. Right. And I don't know that I will again, other than maybe in Two is Two. Um, I I don't know. Maybe maybe now people will be like hiring me for the villain. <laughs> one can
0: <hope. laughs> from here
1: on out. One can hope. Because um, it was a lot of fun. Right. Um,
0: Mike Flanagan, are you listening? Mike Flanagan, I mean, paging Mike Flanagan.
1: I mean, pa- paging him because <laughs> honestly, I would die um, <laughs> if he's listening. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say she's pretty up there as far as um, and also as far as complexity as, yeah. you know, trying to bring different layers to her and different, um, you know, making sure the arc was there yes. and that she wasn't just the same the whole time and yeah. um, that she had different um reactions to thing things and um you know and also like how she was gonna come across as a person like were people gonna like her or people gonna just hope that she dies <laughs> like there's a lot of things you know because when you're playing the victim it's it's more it's easier to elicit empathy yeah. because and sympathy because you're playing you know you've been through trauma people feel feel for you when you're playing the bad guy you know, you want to be loved. You want people to love to hate you. Yes. Uh, And that was, you know, my goal. And and, um, hopefully I somewhat achieved that. But um, so that was, you know, that was definitely complex thinking about all the different facets um, of her and how it was going to work on screen.
0: I have to say, so thank you for sharing that. I have to say, I knew, like, I, I knew this wasn't going to be, like, the happiest of stories. And yet <laughs> I still was like, oh, maybe Masha will make the right choice. Maybe Masha will will be the hero. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. But it was enjoyable the whole time. And that's where I really like you bringing up the character arc, because I felt that through the course of the story is you really see where Masha where masha could go and where she ends up going as a result um and it's very interesting to think about the like well what if things had played a little bit differently um how would that have manifested and it's it's wonderful Um, thank you of course as we're starting to wrap up i want to ask you is there one particular story you have maybe a behind the scenes story or a, a story of filming um that you want to share that's that's like a fun memory for you
1: oh um that's a good question uh so like we talked about the space being you know very small and we're not you know we're not in a studio we're in somebody's house of somebody's apartment and I remember I was filming um without giving too much away, the yep. scene after the bathroom. Okay. You'll know what yep. I'm talking about. Yep. Where I am trying to elicit a um, victim response. <laughs> and uh, the the girl that was Megan, who played the girl in the bathroom, we we were, she was in hair and makeup. And so the hair and makeup was literally just right next, like right in the next room with the door shut. I mean, yep. we weren't like, we didn't have trailers, you know, we weren't far. And she has she recorded a recording of just me crying. Like you you can't see me. You just right. hear hear like she's getting her hair and makeup done and you just hear somebody <laughs> in the background just just wailing. <laughs> and she and she posted that. I thought it was really funny. Um, uh, because it's like that, yeah, that's making an indie film. Uh, where you're just like right there. Right. Um, there's, you know, not not a lot of space. Um not a lot of space to go to go somewhere else. Um so that was that was
0: funny. I love it. One of the one of the things I do love on IMDb uh, is when we uh, uh, put just the what the character is as the name of the character. So a shout out to Jacob DeMont Finn as Masha's One Night Stand, <laughs> literally listed as Masha's One Night Stand. I think that's incredible. Yeah. Way to go, Jacob. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, and Excellent.
1: he... Let me talk about him for a sure, second. Sure, yeah. Well, and also I love that because, you know, honestly, if they gave him a, a character name... You'd be like, who? You'd be like, who? Because... <laughs> you know, unless you look, you know, unless you click on the profile and look at headshots, right. you're like, I don't remember that character. Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- that works in some cases where you're like, yeah, n- now you know exactly who that character right. is. Yeah. Um, And he was so great. Um, That was the first scene we shot my first day.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So that,
1: that was a really, yeah, crazy, interesting way to just throw <laughs> myself into the movie right. and like, good luck, jump and swim now. <laughs> um, But Jacob is is so lovely and so generous and so kind and made sure that I was comfortable and that we felt safe and that nothing, um, either one of us were doing, you know, was, um, made each other feel weird. Um, because it's always like, hi. I mean, I met him once at a party, so I, he wasn't totally new, but it's always like, hi, now (laughs) we gotta get in bed, (laughs) get, get, get to it. So, (laughs) which is just
0: get 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 to it
1: awkward um I think it was Jennifer Lawrence that was doing an interview about about those sex scenes and she was like I don't know because it's like you're not doing enough and then you're doing too much and people are like whoa 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 like it's so awkward because it's so intimate and so vulnerable yep um probably the most vulnerable you can ever be I think. Right. Um, because that is things that only happen behind you know, well, maybe not for some, but r- for r- most. <laughs> <laughs> um, behind, behind closed doors. And you know, that those are things that yeah. like, you know, you don't necessarily always need other people to hear. So or right. um, we'll record you know,
0: one room over. No. I'm
1: <laughs> Yes. Exactly. Um, but thankfully everybody on set was wonderful and it was very i don't say easy but it, it made it that much yeah. easier to film that scene right.
0: you're de- you're uh describing your conversation with jacob made me think about that scene in love actually or that series of scenes with uh uh, yeah. uh what's his name the hobbit oh my god martin lawrence freeman freeman Too many too <laughs> many too many martins that i've been watching lately i was like That's it's not nice. martin short
1: <laughs> so yeah could be like further away i know
0: i know so uh, sorry martin if you're listening um <laughs> my bad if he's listening um uh I've, that's incredible anyway i mean if
1: he's you know <laughs> if he's listening he will not be offended right we, we made it officially
0: uh, right 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 <laughs> okay <laughs> um well as we know so a couple things uh, so first of all let's talk about where can people go uh watch this right now
1: so right now you can watch it on Amazon, iTunes, or Apple TV for 99 cents. Perfect. Okay. You cannot beat that. You cannot get cheaper than that. I think it's like $1.07 with like tax or Perfect. something. I mean, it's less than a cup of, co- cup of coffee. Yes. Um, You can also watch it on Arrow Video, the streaming site. That is where you I watched have... it. Yes. Yes. If you don't have Arrow, um, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial to see if you know, do you, do you like the site? Um, You might find more movies on there. You want to watch yep. plus um, that one comes with um, a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. That's also on the Blu-ray. We have a Blu-ray as well, which is amazing. The cover art is incredible. It comes with um a booklet that talks about the film. It also comes with a poster that's two sides. So if people want to, you know, have that up on their wall and have me with them, we're always, <laughs> they can. <do laughs> they that. can.
0: And, and that's a good, that's a good segue. We are giving away a copy of that Blu-ray here on the yes. New Hugs podcast. Today, if you're yes, listening to are. this on Halloween, October 31st, 2022, today is the last day you can enter the contest. There's a pin post on both Facebook and Instagram. Just like it, comment, share it, just interact with the post. I'll enter you in and there's a bunch of other stuff you can win with it. Uh, But the 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 main piece I think that you're really going to enjoy is the Blu-ray for Two Witches. It is incredible. Yeah. And it comes with a lot um, of yes, behind the scenes exactly.
1: uh, stuff. Uh, Arrow does a w- really amazing job with their with their Blu-ray. Um, and if you don't win, you can get it on Amazon or exactly. I found it at Barnes and Noble.
0: Whoa, that's incredible!
1: I know. I walked in and I was like, "There's my movie." There so. it is. <laughs> you should
0: you should have pu- you should have gone up to the register and be like, "Hey, hey, do you uh, see any resemblance?"
1: So Make we bought face. it. No, we bought it, and the guy was like, oh, I've been looking to watch this. And my husband was like, she wrote it. That's her. You're like, You're, oh, a twirl. The you're
0: like, I am here. Yeah. Masha I am. He was is like, here.
1: Oh, cool. Like, I don't know if he cared, but... <laughs> he
0: definitely cared. He went home and blogged about it. Yes, I use the word blog right there. Yes, blogged about it. Zanged perhaps, about it. It's a bit of a deep cut for folks. Okay. Um, well, perfect. So thank you so much. Uh, two Witches is two times the fun i'm using air quotes here um but no it's it's a romping good time a scary good time and even if you're not someone that necessarily enjoys horror trust me when i tell you the story is good the cinematography is incredible the acting is superb you're gonna find something that you enjoyed and you're not gonna regret watching it so that's joe's stamp of approval um thank you you're welcome so, now let's transition to the uh, last bit of the show. So, things to check out. Uh, so, for those that are unfamiliar, it's a segment where I provide something I'm either reading, watching, and/or listening to. And I ask my guests to do the same. I will go first. So, uh, first of all, watching uh, should be two witches. If you haven't started watching <laughs> it by the time this is up, I don't know what you're doing. So, absolutely. I mean,
1: you should pause this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Go watch it. Go watch it. Come, come
0: back, back and then yep. finish it. Yes. So, Beyond Two Witches, um, I have to say I I've been I rewatched Midnight Mass this this October, um, the great Mike F- Mike Flanagan's mini series from uh, or limited series from last year. Um, it's interesting to me because though Midnight Mass is not necessarily or no it's not it's not based on anything like his other two pieces um, prior to that, it's something that has resonated with me on a very deep deep level. Um, Hmm. and I think it's because of my, uh, theology background. So for those that may not be aware, when I went to college, I double majored in theater and theology. I'm not religious anymore and spiritual, um, but grew up with that framework. So for me, um, I also won't give any spoilers away, but the, the, the dialogue between the characters about the importance of religion and almost the blind obedience to a supposed way of being and where that leads and the consequences that occur as a result of that, I found deeply profound and Mm. it's, it's honestly not, not a day goes by. I was talking to uh, my wife, Amanda about this before we started rewatching it. Um, she was like, well, I thought I just liked it, but apparently uh, uh, I don't like it to the degree you do. And I was like, no, it's it's the it's the religious aspect. Like uh, I find myself in moments, uh, Midnight Mass is one of those shows for me where in moments where I'm maybe at pause, so to speak, that show enters my thoughts. And it's almost like, a, um, I call it like a, a Rubik's Cube. I have a couple of shows that are like Rubik's Cubes and I just kind of twirl them around a little bit. I see something new and I put it back on the shelf for a little bit. And so- mm. um, I think, I think if anybody's listening to this, after you've watched Two Witches, let's just put that out there, after you've watched Two Witches, if you're looking for something to continue the Halloween, uh, I definitely recommend Midnight Mass on Netflix, especially if you have any type of religious upbringing. I think it'll be very interesting to consume. So that's that. Uh, reading, I'm just going to quickly plug the other books uh, that are part of the Halloween Bundle giveaway. I've got uh, a, a Lingering of Autumn by former guest Christopher B. Owen. I've got... Um, Disappearing uh, House by former guest Allie Melaninko and uh, also It Looks Like Us by former guest Alice Name. So, all three of those are signed copies as well from the authors.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And um, you're definitely going to enjoy I it.
1: Might, I might have to enter this giveaway <laughs> <laughs> for my, my own giveaway.
0: <laughs> well, it comes with a wonderful Blu ray of Two Witches. Sorry, I don't no. <laughs> need
1: the Blu ray, but I'll take the book. <laughs>
0: Uh, I have to tell people, uh, for It Looks Like Us, that was the most recent episode that I did. And if you enjoyed or grew up with Animorphs at all in your formative years, trust me, you will want to listen to the episode and you absolutely will want to read the book, It Looks Like Us. That's all I'm going to say. There's definitely some Animorphic influences in there. It's, It's wonderful for me. So those are the things I'm reading, watching, and then listening to. I do this every year. I know I brought this up before, but I love to listen to the BBC radio uh, drama of Dracula that stars Tom Hiddleston as Jonathan Harker. Mm -hmm. It's so good. It's so good. I love the story of Dracula anyways. But anyway, so that's my stuff. Um, Rebecca, what are you reading, watching, and or listening to?
1: You went so deep, and mine is not. (laughs) Oh, it's
0: okay. It's okay. I have more time to think Um, about
1: it. (laughs) No, I am watching. I have one episode left. I'm watching The Watcher on Netflix. Oh, is it good? I'm really enjoying it. I
0: have it. it on my queue, so okay. um,
1: it's it's fun. It's not like, I mean, maybe you will find some deep meaning because you know you're way smarter than me. <laughs> but uh, I and it, apparently it's based on a true story, which is insane oh, to me. Creepy. Nice, uh, but also somebody brought up the fact today on Facebook, which I hadn't really thought about, which is sad. Like, why did nobody put a camera on the mailbox? Mm. And I'm like because mm. they like put cameras all around their house yeah all inside their house but not
0: That's interesting like where
1: the letters i'm like oh
0: i feel like that would be the first thing i would do i don't yeah. know yeah
1: and because le- i'm pretty sure they're not coming through the post like right. they're being put. like there's no stamp there's no um like they're going through the mail yeah so i mean i if i was gonna stalk someone to do like i would go through the mail because sure you know, like, like, how does no one see them putting them, in, I don't, maybe it's in the middle of the night. I don't know. Anyway, what if it
0: is the post person?
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. I so I haven't found out yet who is the watcher because um, I haven't finished it. But I do recommend it. It's really fun. Um, and it has a lot of great twists and turns. Mm, a nice. lot of, like, crazy, um, way more complex than I thought it would be as far as um, just where the story goes. Um, I'm also watching... Um, the Midnight Club by Mike Flanagan. Oh, yes, so yes.
0: I haven't watched that. Um, yet.
1: I, I haven't. I'm only like two episodes in. Um, because I was watching the other one first, I was like, no, I need to finish. I'm really bad about like starting multiple shows, and then I'm like, I don't even know what I'm watching. So, going to finish that, but I'm excited. The first two episodes are really great. I am reading, uh, The Luckiest Girl Alive, so I can. I'm almost done. I'm. Uh, I'm five books behind my reading goal. It's not good. I will be reading nonstop for the next two months because (laughs) to catch up, but I'm almost done so that I can watch the movie with Mila Kunis Mm -hmm. that just came out on Netflix recently. Um, and I also just started, um, or I want to, I have next on my cutest to read is my best friend's exorcism. So I can also watch that on prime. Nice. So I try to watch before, because if I watch it, try to read before I watch because if I watch I won't read it like it's spoiled so right um and I'm not listening to anything right now to be honest I haven't had any um any time I barely had time for these every time I pick up my book I fall asleep I've watched I've tried to watch the last episode of the watcher four times because I keep falling asleep not because it's bad I'm just so tired
0: yeah because you got so much going on that I I hear I hear that Absolutely yeah. hear that. I had, I think part of it, the reason I rewatched uh, Midnight Mass was because I, I knew how it was going to play out. So I, yeah. it was a little bit of less pressure and I gave myself more permission to be relaxed. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've tried to watch it. I've tried to start a few things, Midnight Club being one of them. And I keep going, I'm too tired today. Too yeah. tired today. But yes. Because um, you
1: want to watch. You don't want to just like sort of watch. Exactly. You want to like really build to watch.
0: Exactly. Yeah. okay well that's wonderful well Rebecca if people want to follow you and see what you're up to what's the best way for them to do that
1: I'm on Instagram at Becca K B E K H K I'm also on Twitter at Rebecca Kennedy R E B E K A H uh, Kennedy so I'm also on Facebook but I am maxed out on my friends so
0: (laughs) well I I am proud to be one of the lucky ones so it (laughs) uh, it were one of the lucky
1: 5,000 okay Why do they have a max? I, I don't, don't know. I
0: don't know. I guess you know you had to do so. I feel like, well, I'm. Who cares about Facebook? I'm not going to dive into that. That's a topic for another day. So,
1: but I do. Ha- I do have a lot of people on there that still like fr- friends and family. So I still am very active on there, even though the young people tell me that it is not cool. But oh well. <laughs>
0: They, yes, they they also tell me that as as well, and and yet and yet uh, I am making Zanga references on a podcast uh, here at late thirty in the evening. Perfect. So, on that note, Rebecca, thank you so much for coming on. I can't wait for you to be in something else, so you can come back on and we can yes. do this again and again and again because. Yes. I truly appreciate all of the films and the bodies of work that you have and I appreciate your friendship even more. I always enjoy these podcast oh, episodes. So thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Well, I have three projects in post. <gasps> yes. So I will definitely um, I'm sure be back uh maybe several times next year. Cuz <laughs> I feel like they'll probably all come out at the same time.
0: <laughs> we'll just we'll just rotate through. We'll just we'll just keep doing it. I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but thank you so much for having me and for your friendship. I appreciate the love and support that you've given me on these projects. It means so much.
0: Of course. Of course. Well, listeners, you've been detoxing with detox. Now go and make a more inclusive world. If you know of an interesting person or story that needs to be told, please reach out to me at detoxpodcast at gmail.com. That's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Detox Podcast or visit DetoxPodcast.com. Also, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes if you like the show. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps us out. Link is in the show notes. Finally, thanks for listening. Please come back next week when we'll have another interesting conversation. And special thanks to my producers, Ben Lawant and Galan Aldaco. Without your help and support, this show wouldn't be possible. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L Now.com.